He says, I'm not going to complain about them. I'm going to glory in them. In spite of the weaknesses, the Apostle Paul says, I'm going to glory in the weaknesses so that God's grace can be seen through me. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And we need to start glorying in the fact that God, even though we have some weaknesses, God still can get us to that place that he needs to get us to. Amen. He can still get us into the promise that even though that we have some weaknesses, even though that we, we are dealing with some issues, that's when we focus more on God. Is this helping anybody today? Amen. I'm telling you, I'm preaching myself happy this morning. Glory to God. So so Apostle Paul said this, that therefore most gladly I'd rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. Amen. Why? Because he's not going on his power. He's going on Holy Ghost power. That's the only power you can go on when you're going through a storm. You got to go in that Holy Ghost power. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't go. See, a lot of us are trying to do it in our own strength. We're trying to walk this strength in our own ways, but we got to walk it in God. I'll tell you, that's when we get tired. That's when we get burned out because we're trying to do it instead of allowing God to work it through us. Listen, you can take more. Some of you think about Ray, I can't take anymore. I can't take any. You can take more. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You can take more. You can take more because the grace of God will, will enable you to be able to handle any situation that you go through. There's no temptation that is common to man. But God is faithful with every temptation. He will always make a wave and escape. No matter what the pressure is, no matter what you're dealing with, God will always make a way for us to escape out of that situation. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We need to understand that, that God is a big God. And when we start magnifying the bigness of God, then, the, then, the, then our problems will start to become minuscule. They will be smaller and smaller and smaller. The bigger we make God, the smaller our problems become. And, part, and the, some, of our, some of our problems this morning is that we're making our, our problems bigger than our God. And you got to make your God bigger than the problem. You got to exalt your God. You got to exalt the promise. You got to exalt that over the problem. You know, a lot of people pray wrong. They pray their problems all the time. That's all they do. Tell God, you know, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. I'm dealing with this. Are you going to fix it? You know, and uh, and that's all they do. Or, and then they talk to everybody about the problems. You know, I got all these problems. And guess what? All you're going to have is a big problem. You better start talking some promises. You better start saying it's changing. You better start speaking, calling those things that be not as though they were. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Or are you going to stay in that mess? Things are changing. Things are changing in Virginia Beach. Things are changing. In my, things are changing in Exceed Life Church. You guys are coming out of debt. You guys are walking in more health and healing and wholeness and soundness. You guys are coming out of any sin that's trying to, trying to get a hold on you. You guys are going to make it to heaven. I'm telling you, you're not going to struggle into heaven. You're going to come into heaven like, Woo, glory to God. What else, Jesus? Why? Because you got grace. 
You have the grace of God. It's empowering. It's, it's God's ability to empower us through any circumstance, through any storm. He empowers us. How does he empower us? We look to him. How do you, how do you look to him? You worship him. It says in Timothy, you know, Paul says, lifting up holy hands without wrath or dissension. Lift, not doing this. You know, not, it's lifting up holy hands without wrath. Without, you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Hallelujah. You got to control that anger. Amen. You got to put it down. You can control it. You say, well, I can't control this anger. Well, you know, uh, God told Cain that he could control it. And he wasn't even a born again man. He told Cain and Cain wasn't even a renewed man. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You have the you have God on the inside of you. You have the fruit of the spirit abiding on the inside of you. You just got to release that fruit of love, joy, peace. You got to walk it out. You got it in you. I don't know, Pastor. You got it. I know some of you are like, I don't know if my spouse has it. They, they have it. But Pastor, you don't know what's going on. They have it. Start praying. Start fasting. Listen, listen. You know, gratitude, people are going to become what you think of them and what you speak of them. I'm going to say it again. People are going to become what you think of them and what you speak of them according to you. How you speak about somebody and what you say about, that's how they become in, in, in your, and listen, man, people are made in the image of God. Are you here what I'm saying to you today? All people. See, the, the problem with the world, this world and the way the world is set up, people without God, let me put it this way, they love, they love evolution and they like to say we all came from a bunch of monkeys. I'm telling tell you, I didn't come from a monkey. I came from God. I'm, I'm created in God's image. I'm not created from a monkey. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Now, now, these, now these, these people that are saying all this, maybe they came from monkeys, but, are you, but I didn't come from a monkey. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And this is what happens is that's why these people, these godless people, they don't, they don't have any love for life. That's why they'll kill people because they think we just came from amoeba or from, you know, they, 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 they are you here one? They'll kill you over $5 in the hood. You know what I'm talking about? Are you, are you here one? They have no regard for life. But listen, you're, you're precious in the sight of God. And I'm talking to you about five, I'm going to talk to you about five blessings. Of, now I'm getting into my message, okay? This is just, I'm just kind of circling around, but now I'm going to get, can I get into the message today? And, and five blessings of gratitude, amen? Do you guys want to hear it? Actually, again, if you study it out, gratitude, just natural gratitude will open up all the blessings of God, even in a natural realm. But, but five blessings of gratitude. Number one, uh, gratitude, walking in a heart of gratitude, improves our self-esteem or the image that we have of ourselves. Okay? Because this is so important. The reason why uh, some people treat other people wrongly because they have a wrong image of themselves. And if you have a wrong image of who you are, you're going you're gonna to kick the cat and kick the dog and, 
and, and kick your neighbor. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And we got to get a right image of who we are in Christ. The devil's constantly working against man's image, trying to make man look down, always trying to bring man down to a lower level. That's why he loves, you know, he loves to get that lie out that, that we weren't created, but we, we just evolved, you know. And, and it, it, we're just animals, you know. And that's the enemy wants to get that that thought and so if we're just animals and abortion is okay you know because we're all we're not created there's no real purpose but you are created and you were created by God and this is a this is a big thought today uh, that, that we were created in in the image of God you know in Genesis 1 27 says God created man in his own image in the image of God he created he him male and female created them so we're created in the image of God. That's why the devil hates us and he's always trying to mar the image of mankind. And the enemy's constantly trying to mar our image. And, you know, you, you get up in the morning, you look in the mirror like, oh, Lord, you know, before you shower. And, they, and, and you know, and the enemy say, look how bad you look. Oh, God, you know. Oh, my gosh, look at that gut, you know. My Lord Jesus. Man, I'm, I'm a terrible representation of Christ. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and, and the enemy will try to get you looking how bad you are. Oh, my God. You even got, you, my, my mom the other day said, you got some hair hanging out of your nose. I said, I got to get that taken care of. Okay. Yeah, and you need to help me with this stuff, you know. And, and the enemy's constantly trying to get us to look at our weaknesses. Have you ever, you know, have you ever thought more about, listen, it's funny how the devil will always try to get you looking at the wrong, one sin that you have, you're battling with instead of all the good things that you're doing for God. Doesn't the devil always try to get you focused on that one weakness instead of some of the good things that you're doing? I mean, you're in church this morning. Man, I'm glad you're not right here. Amen. You're in church this morning. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. God drew you in and you were obedient just to get up and especially get to church at 930. Where the most popular time of church is 11 o'clock, I hear. So, I mean, you guys are, are really doing it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? By the way, Christmas will be at the manor uh, at 11 o'clock. We're going to have Christmas at the manor at 11. So no setup. Okay, but we'll go there. You can, that's something to be thankful for, for all the setup people. Amen? That's a side note. Some of you are like saying, I don't know about that. But anyway, let's continue. And so five blessings of gratitude improves our self-esteem. And so really, the, the image that we have of ourselves, that's the reason why the world looks at Christians like, 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 Look at those hypocrites, you know, they, they, they're, they're so happy. They think they got it all together. Well, it's, the, the problem is, it's not that we think that we got it all together. It's just that we realize that our sins are forgiven and that we're walking in the grace of God. And it appears that we look cocky and we look so sure of ourselves. Like we know where we're going when we, go to, when we, when we die. And so they think, man, look at these people. They think they know everything. No, you know, we just have a confidence on the inside. And that confidence produces joy and peace. And when somebody gives you some bad news, you say, oh, it's okay. God's in control. You know, people are like, oh, what? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, God is in control. As long as you allow him to be in control of your life. God is in control, you know, and, and he's in control of your destiny. And he's in, in control of, you know, the Bible says that he chooses our inheritance for us. Amen. So he's in control. He's going he's gonna to work it out. And so we get this bad rep as Christians like, oh, they think they know everything. Well, no, we have a knowing that we're saved. We have a knowing that we're going to heaven. And it does appear that we look a little cocky at times. 
But, it, but don't confuse cockiness with confidence. Don't confuse the fact that we're confident because, you know, most of these world religions, they're not confident they're going to get to heaven. They, they think hopefully if they work hard enough, they do everything right, hopefully. But a lot of times they're not too sure. Are you going to make it to heaven? I'm not 100% sure, but I sure hope so. And you can ask some people that are Christians, are you going to make it to heaven? I don't know. I hope my good outweighs the bad. Well, definitely you're not going to make it then. Because, because you're basing your life on good. On, on your good works instead of the, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. I'm getting in because of the blood of Jesus. I'm walking in the blessing because of the blood of Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Not because I'm that good and because I did all these good deeds last week. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It's in spite of the good deeds and in spite of the bad deeds that I'm going to heaven. Thank God for his grace. Somebody say, thank God. For God's grace. So this is a key here. Uh, five blessings. Number one, it improves our self-esteem. And some of us need our self-esteem improved. Amen. Praise God. We, we look too, too low. You know, the Bible says, do, you know, think, sober yourself, think soberly of ourselves. In other words, we're not supposed to look at ourselves as we're a worm in the dirt. See, religion will try to tell you, well, you're just a worm in the dirt and, and, you know, God doesn't even really need you. You know, religion will tell you that. Oh, I, you know, there was a T-shirt I heard somebody was talking about, a T-shirt that they saw somebody wearing. God needs me, but he or uh, I need God, but God doesn't need me. And that's very religious. But I'm going to say this, Jesus needs you. Why? Because, because Jesus can't do anything without his body. And he needs you to work through. So you're valuable to God to, to think, well, you know, I need God, but God doesn't really need me. No, he needs you. He needs your faithfulness. He needs your commitment. He needs you. He needs your body. He needs you to be a representa uh, representation of Jesus down on, on this earth. He needs you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? He needs you today. And so we need to get revelation. Psalms 8, it talks about, you know, the crowning glory of man. In Psalms 8, you can study that out. It talks about that God has crowned man with glory and honor. And, and the psalmist is saying, what is man that, you know, that, that you are mindful of him? There's some man that, and he, talks, he starts talking about you know, the moon and the stars and all this. And I'm going to say this, all the moon and the stars and the planets and the earth and the solar system was created for you and me. What? Yes, it is created for God's glory, don't get me wrong, but it was created to sustain mankind. In other words, everything was set in place for planet Earth to be set in a certain way for it to give life. God created everything for mankind. You have to study this out. You know, I was looking at that. And just the way everything was created was designed so that we could have life down here. God's crowning creation is man. Or you're, he's not going to create anything better than man. That's it. I mean, we're going to rule and reign with Jesus in heaven. We're going to become like Je God became a man. Think about that. He became like us. What honor. He honored us by becoming a man. And the devil hated it. The devil couldn't stand it. The devil's a man. The devil doesn't even want to admit that, he, that Jesus came in the flesh. Devils won't even admit to that. But God came in the flesh. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Jesus in the flesh. And he walked this earth perfectly. And Jesus became all that, that, that he needed to be. He walked this earth. He fulfilled the law. 
paid the sin debt so that we could have the, the grace and the mercy of God. Amen? We need to be thankful for that. You know, it says in Psalms 139, I'll praise thee for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. So listen, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. We got to get that in our equation. We got to start realizing, man, we're fearfully and what? Yes, even, with, even if you're a little overweight, even, even if, if you have a little bit of acne, even if you have some weaknesses, or you hear what? Even if you spit a little bit while you're talking. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? You're created, you're one, you're created in God's image. Amen. So we'll improve our, our, the, the, the image that we have in ourselves. You know, gratitude will improve our health. It will improve our health. Uh, you know, when we thank the Lord for what he has done and receiving stripes on his body for our healing and we continue to thank him for it, uh, it will complete the healing that he has begun 2,000 years ago uh, in, in his body. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We need to start thanking God that by his stripes we are healed. Amen. Not that we're going to get healed. We put faith in the now. It's never in the future. Faith is not future tense, it's now tense. It's now, it's in the now. And so it improves our health. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Man, we can get pretty excited believing, you know, hooking in and thanking God for what he did by sending Jesus and what Jesus did, but for paying the price for our healing by receiving stripes. And when we start thanking God, surely he bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. Thank you, Lord, that, that you have set me free from sickness, from bondage, from whom the son. You start thanking God that he has set you free and you're going to be walking in some freedom. But if you keep saying, I'm bound, I'm sick, I'm never going to get out of this situation, that is a form of complaining, griping, and moaning, and groaning. And, and, and you continue to do that, you're going to stay stuck in that, in that arena. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to start thanking God for what he has done. Amen? And I'm telling you, it will improve your health. Glory to God. You know, you know the story about the ten lepers? And they, were, and they were calling out to Jesus. They were unclean. And, 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 and this disease caused their, their body, parts of their body to rot off. It was a terrible disease. I, I heard that, that the smell of rotting body parts is terrible. And they would be away from the people. And, and the ten lepers saw Jesus from afar off and started yelling out, Jesus, have mercy on us. Jesus. And Jesus said, go, show yourself to the priest and you will be healed. And as, as the ten started walking to, towards, because, oh, you know, the key to walking in the miracle is obedience to God. And when we start obeying God, we're going to see miracles in our life. The more obedient you are, the more miracles you're going to see. And so as he, as he started walking, as the ten started walking, one noticed that their, that their skin was, was, was getting better. All of a sudden he noticed, you know, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm getting healed. And that one was a Samaritan. He turned back around, ran towards Jesus. Dropped on his knees and started worshiping Jesus and glorifying God. And Jesus said, Woo, man, there, there, there were ten of you. Where's the other nine? To give praise to God. 
And then Jesus said, you know, your, your, your faith has made you well or made you whole. And when you study that well and that hole out, I thought it, it, it actually replaced the broken parts. It was more than that. What Jesus was actually saying when you study that word well or whole, that's, a, that's the word zozo. That means saved. And that's the same word that, that, that uh, the apostle Paul used when he said when you... Believe in your heart and confess your mouth, you shall be saved. In other words, Jesus said, your faith has saved you. Are you not just getting healed. For, those nine were healed, but I don't know if they got salvation. See, salvation is eternal life. This one came back worshiping God, showing his gratitude. And he said, your faith has saved you. Your heart of gratitude towards what God has done for you has saved you. Think about that. Our heart of gratitude will save us. When we continue to cultivate and walk in a heart of gratitude, it will keep us saved. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? As we continue to do that, and that's, the, that's, the, that's what the enemy will try to do, is the enemy will try to get us looking at what we don't have or what's missing in our life or the, or the pain that we're dealing with in our body instead of looking at the stripes of Jesus. He wants us to focus on our boils, Job's boils, instead of Jesus' stripes. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So anyway... Uh, uh, the third uh, blessing for walking in uh, a heart of gratitude it, 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 uh, it, and, and thanksgiving, it improves our relationships with the Lord and with others. How many people need to walk in better relationships? How many people want to have a better relationship with, with, with your spouse? Well, it will improve. When we start looking at and, and start cultivating a heart of thankfulness, we start, and this is how you do it with, with your friends or your family. Or you focus on, you don't focus on what you don't like about them. You focus on what you do like about them. And the devil, and there could be ten things that are good about them and one thing that's bad. And the enemy always wants you to focus on the bad. Maybe they pick their teeth at, at the dinner table. Or you, hear, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, man, why do they always do that? Why do they always pick their teeth, man? You know, but they do, they do, they have other you know, attributes that's good. And the enemy gets you again, look at that, disgusting, man. Or you hear what I say, dude? And the enemy wants to get you focused on the negative. Why don't you start focusing on the positive? Why don't you focus on, on, on there, there's, with our spouses, there's a reason why you, you hooked up with them. Amen. There was something you liked about them. Start looking at what, what drew you to them in the first place. Amen. Start looking at that. Start being thankful on the job. Being thankful in every area of your life. It will, it will, it will just increase you. Glory to God. And so we see this, that, that it will enhance our relationships. It will enhance our relationships. And so an attitude of gratitude. Uh, we see that, that there were different people in the, Old, in the New Testament that did things, uh, you know, that, that showed their gratitude. Last week I talked about Jesus using Peter's boat. And, and Jesus used Peter's boat uh, to preach out of. And then, then Jesus said, Peter, launch out for a haul. And so, so Jesus was showing his gratitude. Think about this. For, for allowing, that, that Peter allowed him to use the boat. And he showed his gratitude with, with a haul of fish. Listen, you can't outgive God. 
You can't outgrace give God. Amen. Whenever you start giving to God out of a heart of attitude and gratitude, God's going God's gonna to bless you. We know Cornelius in the Acts of ten in, in, in Acts ten, he was an Italian cohort. He wasn't even a Jew, but uh, some I believe that he was a proselyte. And the Bible said he prayed, he gave alms, and he fasted, and he did these things. And I believe it came out of a heart of gratitude, a heart of thanksgiving, because it should always get us to do go beyond our natural. And he gave much. And the Bible says when he did this, I believe it was motivated out of a heart of gratitude. The Bible. Bible says that it came up as a memorial unto God and the Bible says that God sent an angel down to his his house and, and told him what he needed to do to get salvation angels can't preach the gospel only we can and he said go to Peter Peter will give you the news on how to give you the blessing in your household and you know what just by just by this man was an unsafe man that gave out of a heart of gratitude see when you have a heart of gratitude it should preempt you to give it should get you to give into the kingdom of God. It should get you to do something like I preached last week. And so when he gave, God saw that. God was blessed by that. Amen. Number four, a heart of gratitude can improve your sleep. How many people like to sleep in here, you know, without waking up every two hours crying like a baby? Amen. I'm telling you, a heart of gratitude will improve your sleep. Before you go to bed, thank God for the little things that he has done for you that day. Just give him thanks. Give him praise. Write down a little prayer journal. Thank him for it. Thank him for his word that says that he will give us peaceful sleep. And thank him for it. And watch you sleep like a baby. Amen. I'm telling you, you start thanking him for that. Amen. And number five, it will increase your mental strength. It will increase your mental strength. A, a heart of gratitude increases your mental strength. You see, listen, God, when he calls us, a lot of times we don't have it all together. And we don't have it. And there's areas that we're missing. Abraham, God said, I'm going to call you to be a father of many nations. And he didn't even have the spiritual seed yet. And just God called him, and Abraham was old, his wife was old, you know, they were old, it looked bad. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It looked like it wasn't going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And Abraham, and he said, and he said it says here uh, in the scripture, he said, And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old or the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Say strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. He was strengthened in faith. Giving glory to God. How? Listen, when you're believing God for something, you start worshiping and praising and glorifying God, and you will be strengthened in faith. And I'm telling you, it will enable you to move through to get to that promised land. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm telling you, God is moving in this church. He's moving in our lives. We just got to allow an attitude of gratitude to take hold. We need to be thankful. Thankful in the morning. Thankful in the afternoon. Thankful in the evening. We need to continue to give praise and thanks to him. And when we do that, it will open the capacity of our ability to receive more from God. Do you believe that today? We need to get thankful. How was Jesus able to overcome, you know, the idea of going to the cross, even though he despised the whole idea? You know, the Bible says that Jesus despised going to the cross. He was able to overcome the, the, the torments of the cross, uh, becoming a sin debt for mankind, to, because he was able to look beyond the cross 
at the blessing that God was going to do, not just for him, sitting him at the right hand of the Father, but the blessing of us being a part of the kingdom. He was able to see us. He was able to see us being a part of his kingdom. And so the blessing of that enabled him to go through the pain and the misery of the cross. And I'm going to say this, this life is just a vapor. We're just here today, gone tomorrow. This is just light afflictions compared to the glory that God has for us when we get to heaven. We're going to say when we get to heaven, oh man, that was a cakewalk. Compared to the blessings of God in heaven. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.